Hello there. I'm Ryan Woods, a Spartan god. This is my own mind. You're listening to the I'm a Spartan podcast, Scott Knowles. And I'm, what the fuck am I doing this, man? This is fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm doing these favors for these bums? Nah, fuck this. I'm out here. Katie, bring me some wine. I'm fucking out. I am Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? I want to thank everybody that reached out to me about uh, running the Florida, the forgotten 45 Florida race that we did a few weeks ago. Um, somebody was, some people were asking um, if I was going to talk about it on here, and I will, but I'll do it after this interview. This interview uh, went over an hour, so I'll save that towards the end for the people that don't want to hear me ramble. Um, but, uh, got a cool guest, uh, Robbie Gingrich. I met him in Asheville, got a super cool video of him and Brent trail, uh, sprinting across the finish line. And then Robbie dives right there at the arch. And, uh, he's got a picture of it on his Instagram. It's pretty cool. And the video was good too. I think I got the video on my Instagram as well. If you want to go check that out. But uh, the guy's super cool. He started in age group in 2019 and crushed that, and he's moved up to elite and got a couple of elite podiums. The dude's fast, and uh, I think we're going to see some more podiums from him this year. But anyway, enough talk. Uh, Here is the interview with uh, Robbie Gingrich. Robbie Gingrich, what's going on today, brother? What's up? Thanks for calling me, man. Hey, man. Glad to be on. Hey, man. I'm happy to have you on, brother. So, Robbie, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Like, where are you from, man? Like, what do you do for a living, man? Like, uh, I am from Elkhart, Indiana. So, I'm from Indiana. I grew up in, right here. Uh, bo- I was born at the Goshen Hospital here in Elkhart. So, I mean, I've been I've been here my whole life. Uh, went to the high school, went to college here, around here. Oh, wow. So, I've just been... Just been hanging out in Indiana, doing my thing. So you are a homebody. You can't go to Walmart without seeing somebody you know. Yeah, I definitely know a lot of people. <laughs> definitely around here. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Yeah, I so, I love it. so, so, what do you do for work? So, I mean, I, I I'm in the RV capital of the world. So, I work in the RV industry, build cabinets. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, work in the mornings from four thirty to ten thirty, eleven, and sometimes we get out earlier. And then, and then I'm a full time, you know, dad. I'm, I got two daughters, so I watch them as soon as I'm, I'm done doing my run or my workout, and and that's life. That's cool, man. So, yeah. uh, do, do you do like custom like RV cabinet work, or is it all kind of like prefab stuff you put in there? Yeah, I mean, there's probably 10 different units that we focus on. So, I mean, 10 different types, but they're all kind of the same. They're all the same color. They're all the same uh, layout. Uh, I mean, same brand. So, they're similar, but they're different at the same time. So, uh, we build about 20, 30 in a row of the same, and then we'll move on to the next one, and then move on to the next one. That's straight. week. So. Yeah. So is it like, it's like a factory then, right? Yeah, we're straight factory. I'm gotcha. RV factory worker. Gotcha. <laughs> there was one of those down here that's in Moultrie, Georgia. Uh, 
I forget what the name of it was, but they made, uh, I want to say they make RVs or maybe, tra- maybe it's trailers. Maybe it's not RVs. I can't remember. Yeah. But it was no, a big. Elkhart, Elkhart, Indiana, we, we are the capital of the world. I mean, that's pretty sure. Wow. It's huge. Yeah. Huh. It's big. <clears throat> There's RVs everywhere, dude. RVs everywhere, and they're coming from Elkhart, Indiana. That's funny. You got one yet? No, I don't need one. I don't. I don't <laughs> want to do that. I will. I'm good. That's me, man. I'm a hotel guy. Like, I mean, yeah. I just want to go to the front desk and get my key and go to the hotel room. I don't want to like. All right, I got to level this bitch out. I got to hook mm. up the drain lines, man. I just. Yeah, man. That's, that's yeah, it's too much for me. I want to. I want to. As long as my hotel has a pool and a hot tub. I'm good. See, man, we're on the same we're on the same wavelength. I feel you, brother. I feel you. I I saw you since the day I met you, man. I knew we'd be we'd be great bros. It's gonna be fun. Hell yeah, man. Hell we yeah. Man. So, uh, Robbie, like before you found OCR, man, like what was your like what's your background in like sport, man? I kind of went on a dive and like kind of scooped you out you know looked on athletes and saw you put down some pretty awesome 5k times but and looked like you were a baller you know man or you still are too yeah i love playing basketball i grew up playing basketball um i've always ran uh, cross country and track um but i never really focused on that i always wanted to play basketball in college and i i got to do that at university so that was cool um, but when I was even there playing basketball, I got the run track. Yeah, track. So, I mean, I, I played every sport that I could growing up. I had an older brother that he, I mean, pushed me to the limits. I always wanted to beat him and be uh, better than him and huh. or be his teammate and then us beat whoever we faced. That was always fun, too. But, um, so, I mean, it was just any sport I could play, I played. And, but basketball was the main one. Um, but, yeah, it, playing in men's league this winter back at it had to take last last year off so that was kind of rough because of covid because of covid we i had my second daughter uh my wife and i so we you know had to be a little careful with that stuff and right but no i so my background is it's just sports i mean croquet ping pong you you throw anything at me i'm gonna try to try to win or find a way to be good at it so is that where like the the 14 comes from is that like always yeah. been like your number yeah 14 always been a number i picked it uh when i was maybe six years old uh playing soccer uh the coach came up to me and, and there's a couple numbers right there and to be honest i didn't even cross my mind that it was my birthday too i was just like oh 14 school my dad i knew he wore it a couple times and i saw some shirts with it on and man, it's just been with me ever, forever. Because yeah. I know, like in all your posts, you're always like hashtag fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I got a hashtag fourteen. So probably a bit, probably a bit too much, but that's. Hey that's, man, it's cool. Happens. It's cool, man. <laughs> I thought it was pretty neat, man. So, so dude, like, how did you find OCR, and like, what made you want to go and try out another like niche sport? Well, a, a great story, a tough story. I do uh, my best by failing, uh, probably. Um, so, I mean, I graduated college in 13. I, you know, worked just straight into building 
cabinets or moving them around, shipping departments or whatever. What'd you major um, in? I majored in um, sports studies, so uh, I could be a P. I mean, uh, I wanted to be a P teacher until I was like, Man, I'm just done with school. Right. <laughs> and then uh, I saw the hours that some of my friends were working and how that much money they're making. I'm like, I got to go do this. And right. you find the right spot. And oh, yeah. It's a, a good thing to, to do, but yeah. Yeah, those cabinets won't talk back to you like kids will. No. no. <laughs> so that's why I stay away from, from the schools. But I actually did. I've, I've coached uh, cross country. I've coached soccer and I've coached basketball. I've coached track right. at the uh, middle school level since I graduated. But coming back to why I got into OCR, uh, in between 13 and 19, you know, life just got uh, crazier and crazier and crazier. I was mm-hmm. drinking way too much, and I got in trouble. So I I uh, made a pact to, to get back in shape, and I my brother puts on a 5K at the Goshen Airport. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna train, and I'm going to show off, and I'm going to, you know, try not show off, but... Uh, get my respect back everybody you know I, I disappointed so many people i let so many people down getting when, in trouble and i felt like when was that like uh, in early 19 it was january 17th of 2019 i got a dui i was driving just a terrible day but i literally told myself in the jail that you know if i make this the best day of my life i will you know people aren't gonna be mad at me so right that was the goal, and so I just started training, and I haven't had a drink of alcohol since that day, and I have been running and doing pull-ups and carrying around sandbags and just getting ready for the next race whenever it is. Man, that's Literally. pretty. That's pretty cool that you did that, you know. And yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it it sucks that you you know you it, it took something like that for you to change your mind, but. But what is awesome about that situation is you said that day, all right, enough is enough, and I'm not going to have another drink. And that's awesome. That's that's true. I was sitting in jail, and I was, this is it, man. I mean, and I knew that. I knew my whole life. I mean, if I I worked hard at something and I trained at something, I love something, it ends up, it works out. I mean, it just, you work hard at something, it'll it'll be all right. So I, I knew. Well, no, I'm not going to be drinking. I'm not going to be doing any of this other stuff. I'm going to be training. Like I figured, man, if I put my time and effort into this, I'll be good at it, and it'll it'll be fun, and it has been fun. Mm-hmm. So that's why I continue to get more and more and more into it. I guess. Right. So you did your brother's 5K. Yep. And then after that, how, how did you like? Well, luckily, luckily, there's a couple. The, my first Spartan was a month before that. Okay. Uh, and it was in Indiana. It was at the Lawrence. Uh, I mean, it was the Indiana Sprint. Is that close by? Lawrenceburg. Yeah, I mean, it was a four-hour drive. But uh, I've never been to a, an obstacle course race in my life. I never raced. You know, I ran track and stuff. I ran cross-country, but I never ran under over a 5K. I never trained more than five miles at a time. Like, five-mile run, that's that's insane to me. I, I <laughs> I couldn't do that. So, I mean, and then I worked my way. I, you know, did some three miles. Worked my way. It's just been a great process. But, uh, you know, so that first race was insane. It was, you know, only four miles, but 
I had a I had a minute and a half lead actually with with a half mile to go, and I slipped off the Z wall, missed my spear, and I couldn't do the multi rig after all those burpees and just what just happened to me. And I got 17th in that race after thinking it was the coolest sport in the world. I was I was winning. It was so awesome and easy. Slipped off the <laughs> Z wall and it, it humbled me majorly so i mean it, it that happened a month or so before my brother's 5k so wow that drove me even more and and yeah you know <laughs> it's, it's it's escalated for sure you know most people don't do their first race in competitive what did you run age group or were you running elite uh no i did age group right on i did age group I, that's what everybody online said to do and that's what i felt like i i should do and and it was good for me. I was great because then I signed up for two races. So then, uh, the Michigan sprint was another race that was signed up. I got a, I got a Valentine special signed up for two Spartan <laughs> races. That's how it started. Right. So, um, so then the Michigan races came up and I was ready for everything. I had the right shoes on. I, I knew what to expect going into the Spartan race and I, and I won four age group races in a row before I went to the league. Oh wow! Well, what? How is that Michigan uh, venue there? Is that was that the one that was at the track? Yep. Yeah, that was at the track in 2019. Is that a pretty cool venue? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was my first race that I ever won, so I love the place. Right. I got to. It was the first time I got to see Jordan Buscemi dominate, and and I mean, I, I've looked up to him and wanted to be as fast as him for since I saw him there and just the way he treats people and loves people. And I thought, man, I want to be as fast as him too. So. Well, you're pretty fast. Like what, what's, what's your 5k PR? I, I saw some, I saw one post where you had done a 5k and you had a pretty killer time. Yeah. I mean, I'm running a minute and a half faster than I ever did in high school. So oh, wow. I'm just I'm, old man strength is finally kicking in at <laughs> age 32. <laughs> I've been I've been looking forward to it for a long time. Most people, young people, are, you know, probably aren't looking forward to like getting old. But some of my idols were like 30, 40, had their PRs in there. Like my coaches, you know, I've just heard these stories and I played with them and friends and stuff. And I was like, man, I don't, can't wait to be that old and be as strong as him. Like he's just shoving me around. Like I can't wait to have my old man strength. So yeah, I feel like it's kicking in a little that, bit. That, that endurance is building within you. Yep, it's a building. <laughs> but y'all, didn't you have like a 16-minute something, 5K? Yeah, I mean, going back to Tuesday, so the, so the time, I, I just last Thanksgiving, there's a uh, turkey trot in Cassopolis, Michigan, and I went 15.46, wow. which was mind-blowing to me. That's I, super I, fast, it, dude. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was fun. <laughs> it, it was surprising to me. I've done. I mean, I went sixteen oh two and sixteen oh four since two thousand nineteen. So I mean, I've done them a couple times. So the confidence is building, and and just learning to run right and smoother and with less effort and go faster. That's just a deadly combination. Yeah, man. Because I I remember seeing you like at uh, well, the non Asheville Asheville race. Like, man, you were taking yeah. out 
and like leading the pack there, you know, with the elites, man. And there were some of the top dogs there because it was a national series race the day before. So yeah, you were hanging no, in I, there good with them. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm training uh, to race with anyone. I, I feel like it's just get me on the starting line and the process has been awesome. I'm since I started just building and building hasn't happened overnight. So and that's what I've heard. I mean, I've heard, listened to some of most of your, I don't know, all of your broadcasts or your chats, but some of them, and, you know, Thanks. they just talk about that consistent building and takes time. And it does, man. And like, you know, and it's like, and, and, it, and it's like you said, you went to that first race and you were leading by a minute and a half. And then <laughs> what stopped you from winning that race was experience. That was it, yep. you know? So, yeah. And it's like a lot of people, you know, that transition to OCR from trail running or road running, man. It just, you, it's hard to jump right into this unless you're just a, a, a great athlete, you know, and have like a bunch of like maybe gym work behind you, like gymnastics behind you, or, you know, you have awesome grip strength, you know, and just knew, know how to move your body through space, man. But it's like you said, the Z-wall, the first time you hit the Z-wall, it, it's tricky, you know, if you've never yeah. done it before. No. And uh, it's it's all just, you just need a little experience, you know. And the only way to do get experience is to run more races. Oh, yeah. Man. And you're doing That's it, man. I, you're, I mean, doing, man. like you're crushing it, dude. I mean, you started you started in 2019, too, didn't you? Yeah. That, I mean, every age group in 19 and then 2020 was kind of a wash. And then last year I, I had a decent year, but... I just, I mean, I learned. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. I worked really, really hard, and I learned a lot. I'm, I got beat, but I mean, I'm not. I'm, that's good. That happens. I mean, it's that's, that's it. how you work yourself up, man. I mean, it looks like you were getting. I mean, looking at some of your times and everything, and you know the people you were running against, it looks like you were getting better almost every other race. You were getting better, man. Yep. I know, and I it sucked because like, 2020, you know, the season pretty much got shot out. Yeah, yeah, and I felt I, that was going to I mean my 2020 season started out. I went to a man versus mountain uh, obstacle course race in Michigan, and I I won that. And then I we went to Jacksonville, and I ran the elite race for the first time in Spartan, other than the Wrigley Stadium, which I didn't get to start with the first heat so i don't really uh, that was tough but anyways back to that i uh um where was i i'm i'm pretty lost jacksonville super but, but yeah the jacksonville super i actually got second in that and then t and then the next day was my first time ever racing against all the youtube legends right so, <laughs> uh, i i go out with those guys and i you know, I'm looking over and I see Kempson and Atkins and stuff, and it's just like it was awesome. And I swamping through the mud and and uh, yeah, guess what? Slipped off the Z wall. Oh I mean, man, my heart rate was at max. We just got out of the water. I've told myself I have a Z wall in my backyard. It would never happen again. <laughs> I, you know, like I, it never affected me after that first race. Uh, and just i don't know i i just lost my balance and i fell off that thing so fast in that race i did burpees in a sprint at mm. the beginning 
Yeah. I know so that sucked, that man. Tough. And then and then COVID, so I didn't even get. Yeah. I had to wait all the way until my next chance. But and what was so bad too is like you said that Z wall wasn't too far after coming out of that water, and everybody was still piled up on top of each yeah. other coming to that wall. Like some people were having to wait to get a lane. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I I, wa- I was watching DJ go across the Z wall like in real life, like you know. Oh wow! So, Dang, so you got there pretty happen. early then. Yeah, it was it was it was going to be a good race, but I fell off the Z wall. My last story, but. <laughs> <laughs> what did you end up placing on the sprint? Uh, I think seventeenth. Well, it still wasn't bad for failing an obstacle. No, I I came back, but. In a sprint with all the top dogs and you play 17th, I'd say that was probably still, and you know, failing an obstacle, I mean, that was still a pretty good day. Yeah. Would you, were you able to flip the tire? Because I know that was a, no, that yeah, wasn't the year, year that, that, that wasn't that was the year that was a problem. Year. That was last year that was the problem. Yeah, that was last year. Hmm. Uh, I just did, I mean, I went down to Jacksonville. I just, uh, the super race, I got fifth. And, uh, man, I just didn't, it felt good, I guess. I mean, I felt like I was in shape going into the race, but once I was there, I just, I mean, I didn't really push myself on that Saturday race, and then on Sunday, I missed a spear, and I did the penalty loop, but I flipped the tire, uh, but I'm not sure what place, I mean, 22nd or 23rd. Right. <clears throat> that was a fast, that was a fast race. Yeah, that day was too. fast. Man, if I could get back to spear, but, you know, the rope got caught, and you, I learned. You yep. better really check your rope, and you you uh, you have experience from me learning from that lot. <laughs> that you watched me untangle a rope for a while. I'm, I think I videoed you untangling <laughs> yeah, you a rope, and I I wanted to. I didn't want to interfere with your race and where your mindset was at, but I was about to holler, "Dude, now get you, another now spear!" You know, <laughs> now you know where my mind was. Yeah, but. Man, I was going back to that Super 2020 where you got your first elite podium, man. I was looking at those results, like, because it was, it was Michael Bly, I guess that's yeah. how you say his last name, you yeah. and Bill Heatherly, and, yeah. like, y'all were within three to five seconds from each other from oh, first yeah. to third. What was that race like? That was incredible because i mean i was racing against people that i i knew that were awesome that I've, I've heard their names before and i've seen their posts and stuff and billy and stuff but um man i was so close i felt great that my calf was kind of cramped up at the end of that race so i was Ooh. pushing so hard but I, it was just like a learning experience because i a six a 10k at that point in 2020 was so far for me still and you know, I was just learning and pushing my body, and and man, I I thought I was I was gonna get to that Hercules and be able to get him, but nope, he did that thing just as fast as I did, and I think he got me by four or five, six seconds. Mm. Yeah, Tough man, that's... right there. <laughs> so did y'all come into the Hercules hoist pretty much at the same time? Uh, he was right right in front of me. I think we went right over the a like a the slip wall. Slip wall. And then he was, I kind of like watched him grab his rope and start pulling. And that's why I grabbed mine and start pulling. Mm. But. You might have got a heavier bag too. 
No, who knows? Well, I'm going to give him the old man string because yeah. uh, I've been <laughs> got to got to believe. Yeah. Got to believe. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, did you run clean that race too? Yeah. Yeah, I ran clean. Uh, I kind of hung out on the Olympus wall for probably a little bit too long, and then uh, Beater, I think I I kind of got scared and I kind of took a little bit longer than he did. But other than that, we raced beside each other a lot of that race. That's awesome, man. So, and you said you, were you still kind of staying in the 5k range for training before you went into that race? Oh yeah. I, I still, there wasn't much running over (laughs) a 5k for a long time. I mean, when I trained for the Attica, the Indiana Attica in 19, I did some 10 mile runs, but that was like insane. Insane. Exhausting. Mind blowing for me. I mean, I could do it, but like, why? Like, I got to do this. How many? It's like, it's just training. <laughs> it's, I'm just going to do this today, and then I'm going to do another one tomorrow. You know, like just learning, getting used to it. You know, it, it's hard. And but it's from, routine now, so it's, it's, it's just fun. Yeah. It's enjoyable. But, you know, when you work, I imagine you probably work eight-hour days at a factory. You know, you're on your feet all day, and you're tired. Yeah. I mean, doing cabinet work, I mean, I imagine that's pretty strenuous work, you know. And when you get off work, it's hard to say, well, I'm going to go run 10 miles now. You know what I mean? That's, it's, yep. you know, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it's it's maybe, I mean, you just said hard, but easy for me because it's relaxing it's stress-free i don't have right. to think yeah if, if in this interview that people are like man he's all over the place best because i have to think and talk you know yeah. but when i'm running i don't i just have to run and especially with some coaches that i have uh once i run smooth and get that feel and run where it feels effortless man it's easier and easier so you got some coaches and you got a got your running plan going now uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've always been able to rely on my coach that I had in, in, high, in college, Danny. He's been there forever for me. But So, I mean, anytime I want to go talk to him, he opens up That's the cool. university for me, and I can go in there, and he can do whatever he does, and it's magic. <laughs> I love it. It gives me confidence, and, and uh yeah, it's just a good relationship to have in your corner with knowledge like that. But I don't really have a plan as far as training other than I just know I'm going to do something every single day that's going to that's gonna help. So if that's like pull-ups and more sandbag work or not as many miles, then that's that. But because I'm resting, I'm not, I can't put in all those miles. I'm right. building up to get to that point, but... Yeah, it's. I don't have something set. I don't have it all written out. Right. It's. It's, it's just. Uh, when you can squeeze the time in. Yeah. After work, I'm gonna go. But I have twenty five, thirty mile weeks. I mean, I'm not crazy, but it's it's tough to get that many in. That's me. I'm 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 around that range, twenty five to thirty five on good weeks. You know. You know, I mean, life gets in the way, man. Sometimes it's hard, and sometimes you get tired of getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to try to get stuff done before you go to work. So, I mean, I get it, dude. 
it's hard to be disciplined, you know, when you have a life and, you know, and a family. I mean, I don't have yeah. a family. I mean, if I had a, man, I may, if I had kids, man, I probably, I don't, it, it would be really hard for me to try to find time and squeeze in time with just all those added stressors, man. I, my hat's off to anybody that's got a family and a full-time job and is trying to, you know, train to do this because they've got way more on their plate than, than I do, you know. And, well, I, mean, I got a wife and she's, she's awesome. So I'm blessed with that. Oh, <laughs> Takes a lot off my plate there. That's cool. Does she work too? Yep. She's a office manager at a doctor's office. In oh, cool. Yeah. How old are your little girls? Uh, she, my oldest is three, three and a half, and my youngest is about eight months. Okay, y'all got y'all's hands full. So we are. <laughs> we're done with the two girls, but we are. We're this enough. It's it's a lot. It's yeah. fun. It's it adds to everything. And she find my three and a half year old played her first uh, basketball league this winter. Oh, so awesome! And so we learned to dribble and we learned to play some basketball, but. I got to get back into some coaching at the same time. Since I haven't been coaching, I stopped coaching in 19. I figured it'd be a good time to, you know, focus on some other things and get all myself and get get all that stuff right. So I had not coached since then. So it was fun to get there and have some of them young kids just looking up to you and so excited. You're just their coach and they, and they love it. So that's what I love. That's cool. I think I remember you having your, uh, she wasn't eight months at the time, but in Asheville, I think I remember, uh, your wife was there and you had your, your, uh, shoot the stroller there. Yeah. She was like a week or two old, honestly. Oh, wow. I'm surprised your wife agreed to that. <laughs> she, well, she was, uh, she had three months off. So that was the only reason why she agreed to that. She <laughs> <laughs> she's like you want to do what you want to drag me out here with this little baby and <laughs> yeah i think we came straight from the indian mud run straight to the next day racing there oh wow or one of the north carolina ones at fayetteville maybe i'm yeah. not sure to look it up, but the first north carolina race we went to last year <laughs> right yeah, I remember seeing you in Fayetteville, but I didn't really start talking to you in, until Asheville, no. and yeah. and then we talked. We hung out in Nashville, and uh, we watched Michael Garcia throw up in Dura lead at the finish line. That was awesome. That was, a, that was such cool. That Memories, was so awesome. Man. We had a great laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. We were we were heckling heckling him, calling the family a fast while the whole time he was throwing up. <laughs> oh yeah. That was great. That was good. And times. man, you put on a heck of a last like half mile of that race too. Oh my god! We got was... to, I got Cole and I got to run with you and watch you and video you. Right, you're finishing past what three, four people. Man, I failed that Z wall, and I hadn't failed the. Z I was like you, man. I hadn't failed the Z wall in years, dude. Years. <laughs> And Cole told me when I was coming up to it, he says, man, it's real slick. And my hands, I mean, my hands never lost grip. And my foot slipped and I barely brushed the ground. And I was like, crap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that was, it was hard to push a pace after doing those burpees. And I knew the guy that was there with me, he had, yeah. he waxed me the day before. And I said, this is going to be hard. To try to, you, you and, put it down, man. 
and there was that little section where it was kind of rocky and technical. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to push through this really hard and pass him fast. And maybe it'll, you know, kind of get in his head that I've got a lot more left in the tank. And about as soon as we got through that section, I slowed down and he caught back up to me. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bluff totally didn't work at all. Yeah, but then the vertical cargo now, I think, got you back in. Yeah, I, had a, I think I had a little bit better, quicker technique when I come over that. And then I was just... I just gassed out the rest of the way, man. Took risk. <laughs> Cannonballed into the dunk wall. so much fun. Oh, yeah. And then I got, to ta- I got to talking to him after the finish line. He had failed the spear, too. So, I mean, I knew he was way faster than me. So, if that race would have been a quarter mile, half mile longer, there's no way I would have kept him off. <laughs> yeah. But That's racing, man. It is. And that's what Spartan or Savage, any of those obstacle course races, they're always different. I love it. I like those finishes like that too when it's like you have enough gas to turn yourself inside out right there at the end. Mm-hmm. Those were those are always, you know, a good finish. Those are the finishes that you remember. Yeah, especially when you know the people, like you said. You knew yeah. that guy and like I know. I mean, I know of Red Trail and like that. He's awesome. You got that video. Oh, man. Yeah, where you dove across the finish line to make a cool picture. <laughs> yeah, it's all for the pictures and, you know, for some cool videos. Did did you did you dive or did you trip? Oh, I dove. I was in my head the whole time. I'm like, I dove. And that is actually because of Josiah's son. He posted a video of his sons racing each other and his youngest dove at the finish line. Oh, uh, cool! Against his brother, and I like just like the week or so before, and I, I was like, man, that that's pretty sweet. Like I like that like young dude's all out, and so yeah, that actually yeah. So I dove, I yeah. went for it. That that was a good thing that that finish was like all sand too. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no yeah, fire, I was jumping in the fire. We barely jumped over that. But like this perfect weird motion, we went. Like in sync over that fire together. Yeah, because after I saw you, you threw your spear and Brent come and y'all stuck your spears at the same time. You know, and I was filming like all of the elites come through like right to that point. And every, I mean, everybody was pretty, you know, busted up to where it wasn't going to be like a great finish. And I saw y'all finish together. I was like, this is going to be something right here. <laughs> so I ran through the festival area to get to the finish line. Cause I knew y'all was going to be duking it out. Cause there wasn't nothing left, but helix, you know, yep. and it had that long, almost a quarter mile stretch from helix all the way to the finish line. And sure enough, y'all come sprinting through there, man. That was, that was probably one of the coolest finishes of the year that I saw. For sure. Well, it's one of my favorite Strava segment wins. For sure. <laughs> I know. I was happy to get it on of, on video too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I sure I got that posted somewhere on my Instagram for everybody listening. If y'all want to go back and watch it. <laughs> and on your Instagram, you got a a picture of you diving across the finish line. I don't, did Spartan take that picture? Yeah, Spartan came out with that a couple months later. I was like, I knew someone. I felt like, and there's people there taking pictures like man there could be a really cool picture and i never they didn't come out with you know the next day or two with their couple that they come out with i didn't see any like that i was like oh man missed the opportunity but yeah then i saw that one a 
couple months later, I was like, that's, that's what I do. That's what we go for. That's what I was talking about. Man, that was a cool picture. And and to be honest, when I saw y'all go, I was like, I think Brent got it. And I was sitting there looking at the results, and it showed that you had beat him. And I was like, man, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah, good times. And Brent's a cool guy, too. I don't know him really well. Just um, here and there, I've just, you know, kind of chatted yeah. with him. Not a lot. But he seems like a cool guy. Yeah, seeing this post and the way he drives, he's got to be pretty cool. Oh, man, it, that is neat, you know, and, and driving in that snow and those retro BMWs. I think it's like an older BMW he drives, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That shit's yeah. cool, man. I got to do that when I was younger with some friends, so oh, man. that's some fun stuff. It does look fun. <laughs> yeah, I saw you used to have a Jeep, too. You still got the Jeep? No, no, I don't got the Jeep. It's... No Jeep life. I had two Mustangs for a while, but I finally got rid of the too. one that I got when I was 16. I had to, it was sitting in my front yard, my yard ornament for too long. It made me sad, so yeah, it had to go. I had Man, I had like an old Samurai that I'd fixed up, an old Suzuki Samurai I fixed up, and I, I was the same way. I had my Jeep that was my baby, and I had mm-hmm. my side project It was a Samurai, and I just started feeling guilty about it sitting in the yard. I wasn't driving that much, so I just sold it, yeah. man. It was, yeah. it was hard. Yeah, I don't, I don't regret it. it. People thought I would, but yeah. it's just I, I was feeling bad for it. Yeah, man. I mean, that that was me. I was like, man, I just I and every time I'd go out there, it'd be like something would be wrong. I'd have to pump up a tire, or charge the battery, or something. And I was like, man, I just need to sell it, man. But you know, now that you're a family guy, man, you need to trade the Mustangs in and get you like a minivan. Yeah, we got we got our SUV and we got a Civic, so we have the two vehicles that we can have the girls going around in. But I mean, I gotta have the Mustangs. Yeah, man. Why not? I know I had crotch rockets, too. I got rid of those, too, man. I just said, man, I'm just going to use all my extra money for travel and doing Spartan. That's kind of my joy now. So Yeah. <laughs> well, i got to have a reason to wake up early in the morning to go make cabinets and to be able to have Mustang. But, I mean, get the girls what they want and, and then let me go and race on the weekends. I think that's a good trade. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> it look, I, mean, it's, I got a pretty good 2022 season schedules going on. I mean, it's just kind of a couple Spartans, a couple Savages. I love Highlander. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I know a little bit about it from listening to uh, uh, Jacob Bosecker's uh, and Leah Hensley's podcast yeah. that they used to do, uh, the Supercast. Yeah. Because weren't they – they did the uh, – not the announcing, but they're commentating. What, what they were like the 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 race announcers, I guess you'd call yep. it. There yeah, weren't they? Yeah, he DJed it. Yeah, DJ. There you go. Race yeah. DJ. I don't know if there's a specific word for it, but <clears throat> yep. So, so I got two of those, and then I got just uh, I'm looking into a trail series here in Indiana. It's just going to be a, there's a five k and a fifteen. I'm going to take the five k. Right. Uh, and show up to some of those and see where that leads. Um, but just yeah, just just going to be training and being ready for whatever opportunity gets put in front of me. Didn't you win and a this couple? This weekend is Jacksonville. Oh yeah, 
Didn't you say you were flying down for that tomorrow? Yeah, we're leaving tomorrow and going to be down there Daytona for two days and then racing Saturday and Sunday and flying back home. Heck yeah, man. Man, I hate I'm not going to be down there, man. This is, I think the last year I was at Jacksonville was 2020, so. <clears throat> but uh, they changed the date. They used to do it earlier in February, and mm. the past two years they've done it on uh, my girlfriend's birthday. And my girlfriend's, on her birthday, she's always got her kids, so we usually do something special then, so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, well, I'm sorry. I'll miss you down there, but I will try to uh, get some pictures and some hardware and Heck yeah, man. You can do it, man. You can go out, go down there and show out on both days, man. Cause it's going to be, cause you're, are you going to run elite? Or are you going to try the age group series? Uh, the plan, I mean, I bought, I'm going to race elite for sure on Saturday. And then I think I want to put my, my four wins in a row, my streak on the line and race age group on Sunday. I think that'd be really fun. Right on dude. And then to see where that series leads. So, so what races are you going to do in the series? Because you only got to do three. Well, yeah, I, I'm not really. I'm, there's no plan. I don't want to see how this weekend goes. Right. Honestly, but yeah, you'll you probably know. crush it, dude. Well, I'm plan- I want to. I'm tr- I'm working hard. Don't fall off the uh, Z wall. The, the <laughs> Z wall and my backyard is falling apart because I beat it up and. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the map come out and it doesn't show the tire flip there. And, you know, we were talking on the Discord. It doesn't show Yokohama as a sponsor on Spartan's page anymore. And we were mm-hmm. all kind of wondering if now that they're not a sponsor, are we not going to see the tire flip anymore? Yeah, I would imagine not. Hmm. That's a lot to carry around for no sponsorship. You know, it, it is. And you got to think, you put all those tires, I mean, that's got to at least take up. A, a good third of a semi truck so oh yeah you know it's probably yeah. and a lot of weight too yeah no i love the tire flip I, i'm a farm boy i grew up on a farm still kind of have like my backyard is a cornfield bean field so i mean if i see a tire me and my friends see a tire laying around we we've just naturally had to flip it our whole life so right I, i've always I've always loved that. Yeah, I like the tire too. Um, I want to say there's. A, I've only failed it one time, and that was like the first year it debuted. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since then, I was able to get it. But the um, but what's cool about it is is like in Asheville in twenty, I think it was twenty nineteen in Asheville, and I was running age group. I I, I usually stick to age group now. But the the tire flip was like towards the end of the race. I think the only thing that was after the uh, tire flip was the Hercules hoist, the spear, and the rig, and the slip wall. And they were all within a tenth of a mile, I think. And uh, it was cool because some faster runners would got to the tire on both days, and I was able to I was able to flip it get there a little later and flip the tire and was able to still get the, uh, get on the podium. And that was pretty cool. That, so. Yeah. That feels good. Cause like, it's just, I mean, it's a running race. I'm, that's, uh, I've always looked at it as a running oh, yeah. race. If you're an athlete, I mean, obviously you're going to 
learn learn that it's not only a running race as you run races because you live and learn but yeah you you better be a good runner right yeah to be competitive in this sport you know in the elite side you you definitely have to have a you know a a good running game i mean Yeah. yeah i mean yes you've got to be able to do the obstacles but i mean even in age group like there's guys in my age group they'll fail the spear and I'll run clean and I won't even catch up to them and they're out of the burpee pit and I never knew they failed the spear. I mean, that's how fast some of these guys are in my age group. So that's why I was going back. I love that, that the tire flip, I mean, it's, you gotta be fast tire flip. That changes everything. That's one of the only obstacles there is. I think in Jacksonville is like one of the only Spartan race I ever, I've ever had the tire flip in. Oh Yeah. Yeah, so but there needs to be more obstacles that slow up the fast guys for sure. I think. Yeah, you know, and it it used to be the carries. Yeah, you know, and you know before before twenty nineteen, like the bucket carry, like you know, and you've probably seen in the old videos, we used to have to fill that bucket up with rocks ourselves. Yeah, and and you couldn't put it on your shoulder. Uh-huh. And that made that obstacle, I mean, it was a game changer like that because you either had to, you had to carry it in front of you. And yeah. that would get into a lot of people's back, you know, if you didn't have a strong back, you know, and it would tax your grip, you know, because the buckets would be wet. And, you know, either you were clawing it from the bottom or you had your fingers laced in front of it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it, it was a different obstacle. Now it's just another sandbag carry just a different yeah, object pretty much or a log a little carry rougher you know? on that bone behind your neck yeah yeah see I, I can't put it behind my neck because of, like you said if you, you sit on that one bone that sticks up at the top of your oh, spine I, I can't do it i have to put it on either one shoulder or the other but yeah like some people they can put it right behind their head and hold it with both hands i can't do that it hurts my spine too much yeah, yeah but i'm the same way man but yeah, man, I got to go back to the Nashville race because, you know, you, you podiumed on, was it the super, right? No, the sprint. The sprint. And on the super, you missed third place by four seconds. Yep. How, how, how were you like right behind? Cause it was Cole DeRosa that got third, wasn't it? Yeah, man, how you gonna let that? How you gonna let that old man beat you like that, dude? Well, um, (laughs) do you want me to plug for him? I mean, he's got all these sponsors. I should plug one for him. Right. He passed me as I was tying my shoe, and he didn't have that problem in the race because his what are those caterpillars? Oh, he had the he had the cater he had the caterpillar laces, the no tie laces, man. He had those laces on, and he beat me. No, no, yeah, I, I, I got close. I was chasing him down a lot of that race. Uh, Did he come up but, to you at the end of the race, man, and be like, should have had your caterpies, Holmes? No, he <laughs> hasn't even mentioned it to me, but I know for a fact he had to have seen me tying my shoe on the side of the trail because, I mean, he had to have laughed at me. Man, and I've never tried those laces, but dude, I'm the type of person where I double knot my laces and I will tuck them up underneath 
my other laces, and even with the Ultra, the King MTs, you have that Velcro strap. I'll put them under that Velcro strap too. And somehow, just getting it caught on like sticks or whatever, I don't know, they still will come untied every once in a while. So it's not like it's a rookie mistake. I mean, shit happens, and the most unpredictable things will make your shoes come untied. So, I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. And I, I've loved, my first race I wore tracks, like cross country spikes and I fell off the zero. I'm going to blame it on those, but you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, but then I'm like, Oh, I got to get the right shoes. So then I got the craft OCR shoes and those were the first shoes I had. And I love them. I, I'm, that's what I'm going to wear this weekend. The, you know, the, I think they deal the best with water and good traction uh, i like them so then when they came out with the, that speed version you know oh, i get those for the race right and they didn't have the same laces and when we were going through that long grass of the cow pastures i'm you know it just i double knotted them for sure and i've mm. you know, basketball player you can't have your shoes coming on top but they came untied oh and man cole went right on by me with with his fancy laces. With his fancy laces. <laughs> man, Cole Cole is a stud, so man. Cool. And that dude don't yeah, that do. dude don't do nothing but get better with age, man. Yeah. He's so a I badass. I love that, that guy. Mean, I didn't feel bad about it, but I was on a mission to beat him the next day. Right I on. Knew. Keep keep my laces tied, I'd be all right. Oh my god, dude. That had to suck, man. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, there's so many things you, in a race that can change in four seconds. Right. Was there uh, any other little... Man, I bet, I bet I was. I mean, I don't know if we can go back through those races and look, but he probably had me by a lot. 30-some seconds going barbed wire. You know, how were we... What was that? After the spear, we hit that Z wall, Right. Right. In between those sections, I think I just I, I really caught him going down that real rocky section that you said you yeah. you just went down hard. Yeah, I bombed that. Went down that super hard, and I caught up to him on the on the vertical cargo net. And we ran kind of beside. I was right behind him, and I don't know. He beat me. Man, I wish I could have seen that finish. I bet that was a I bet that was a killer finish, dude. It was it was cool. I I like to be. A, close to people at the finish i feel like i'm gonna have a good opportunity so i it just it didn't work out that time live and learn don't don't wait for the last couple obstacles you gotta go mm. go all out all. yeah man Hold on. but yeah man it, it ain't never i mean if i mean and cole is like the coolest guy too man so i'm yeah. you know to to lose to cole that ain't no bad thing no uh, no i like Hopefully, you made him like me more, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, he's, he's cool. I'm definitely, if I see him, I want to go say hi, have a conversation with him. Oh, I'm sure you will see him this weekend because I think I think they made him like an age group ambassador, man, and he is he is the great person for that. If if, if they would have. If they would have asked me who would be the best person for an age group ambassador, I can't think of anybody else that I would have named first before Cole. Oh, no. I just no. think the dude is always just uplifting, man. I've, I've never heard him say a negative thing. He's just always a positive guy, man. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah, out there crushing it. Any, 
any type of investor spot you you want you want he should have. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I hope I'm still doing this when I'm his age. Right. And yeah. I, I I can't even crush oh. it like he crushes it at my age. I just hope I can still do this when I'm his age. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, man, I hate I'm gonna miss him this past weekend too, man. So I know he'll be there for sure. Another age group where you just had Dustin on. I yep. got a chance to race against him at the Indian Mud Run. Yeah, Dustin's that badass too. Yeah, that was cool. How'd you do with the Indian mud run? Did you like that race? Yeah, I liked it. It was, uh, I mean, it's 85. How many obstacles? There's so many obstacles. Uh, I got fourth behind Logan and VJ and West. So, I mean, three studs. Oh, yeah. Because so what in West did uh, Nashville? He was at Nashville too, wasn't he? Yeah. Jason yes, West? Yeah, second. Yep. yep, both races. Yep. Yeah, he's doing great. I mean, Seems like he's trading really, really hard right now, getting in, getting in some good stuff. So all the Indian mud run obstacles, they're multiple temp, right? Yeah. It's kind of like Savage, right? Yeah, it was definitely more Savage. And you've dipped your toes in the Savage too, right? Yep, I got three Savages under my, my belt. <clears throat> yeah, Savages, uh, those are fun races, man. I love Savage. That's a good time. Yeah, for sure. I, it, I know... I'll be at the Chicago and the Ohio one, but uh, I would love to get to the Georgia one. I, that was my first ever G- Savage experience was in Georgia. Oh, yeah, which, which year? 2020, right? I, right at the beginning of 2020, fall. Yeah. Was there in the pandemic, it was when Woodsy was won it. That's right. I think yeah. I was there, but I think we run open that year because we were doing the uh, Dirty Spokes Trail Series here, and we had to. It was like a points things where you did like so many races, you got points for each race. So we did that in the morning, and then we come and just run open at Savage later on that day. So yeah. I missed all that, but uh, yeah, Savage is a cool race, and you know, and I've watched the the live feed of savage races at the other venues and uh i know they 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 do one at a ski resort i'm not sure which one that is but ohio is it ohio yeah Yeah. that that one looks cool but conyers is a fun course like when they run you through the woods they find some good sections at conyers Mm -hmm. because the one in florida it looks i mean i've never done it so i can't really speak for it but just from what i saw on the live feed it looked just flat and fast and just kind of boring running really you get to enjoy the savage chicago live feed yeah i think i did watch it because you were doing good you were like up front and then the rig got you wasn't it the most yeah that was an epic fail at the finish yeah because were you in first place yeah Oh man! Uh, mean, mean the legend, Air Force Ken. Yep. <laughs> he got her on the first try, didn't he? Yeah, he just flew across there like a ninja, like a little monkey. He's so <laughs> good at those. He's so good at those obstacles. I, I took my, I, I, I mean, I've learned so much. So I felt like I was in a really good spot in that race. I took my time on all the other grip strength obstacles. And I failed the cheese board in Chicago or in Ohio a couple of months before this. So like I got the board and I worked on it and 
I practiced it, and I thought, there's no way this will ever happen. Well, it happened. Mm. <laughs> so, so more work got got put down. So I'm ready for my next next uh, so do you remember what the whole rig was i i i can't i don't remember i watched it but i don't remember it but i'm sure you remember every part of that rig as long as you were there <laughs> it was it was like the hanging cargo net right so it was, you know you had to go hanging it went up and it came back down so i mean you're on that for a little bit getting across that and then you had to go to the stripper pole where you couldn't use your feet they're yelling the whole time so i mean you got to go right from that to the stripper pole and then went from that to the hanging ladder so i mean there was a, a spot where you got to rest and i right put your feet down get on the ladder and then grab the i think a ring and then the cheese board or cheese board to a ring but yep <clears throat> i i feel like i went i went like I practiced it, I went across it, but every time I went to go get a grip, like, oh, that's not right, so I gotta go back. And that's not right, I go back. And so my third attempt, where I should have done what I've done the first two times, like I ain't doing that a third time. Like why? I should have probably done that, you know. Dang. <laughs> Could watch that video too many times. Oh. <laughs> You'll get it next time, man, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. But, like I said, I learned best by failing. Yeah. That's why. Well, it sounds like, I mean, you went and got your own cheese board, so, I mean, you're practicing on it, so. Yep, yep. If there's an obstacle that needs worked on, it's it's somewhere on the property. Right. You know, and Savage has got their little series that they're doing this year, too. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it's just I'm not going to be able to make it to that first Florida one, so yeah. there's no way I'll be able to get in that, but. Like like I've done since I started, like every race, I feel like it's the Super Bowl for me. It's, yeah. I love it. I get to go on the starting line, and I don't care if it's the local 5K or uh, any type of obstacle course race or any any time. Man, it's the starting line. It's like, this is the biggest race I'm going to have. Might be the last. Who knows? Like, I just want to go so hard and win that race and perform well. The hard work, make sure, like, oh, worth it but that's me man it has been the life changing i mean i've always i've benefited so much from the sport already i know i'm a better dad i know i'm a better husband so i'm just gonna gonna keep building off that that's cool, man, and and I'm the same way, man. I I, I want to race as much as possible, as healthy as possible, and I just want to go out yeah. there and enjoy it and just do the best I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna say no. I'm not gonna do this race because i want to do better at this race i'd rather just do both races and just have a good time you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah that's what my coach from my college coach you're gonna do the saturday sunday again like you didn't learn your lesson no nah, i want to do both coach i gotta do both i can't travel down there and do one race Shoot, man! Some days the better your better race will be the second day race, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I felt that way, you know. Whether your body's recovered or or not, you know, sometimes you've gotten all the nerves out of the way on the Saturday race. So, I mean, you come back to that Sunday race, man, and you're like, okay, it's on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And my whole life, I've loved fourth quarters. I love end of games because I feel like. I just can have a little bit more energy then. And I know I can just feel people getting tired or losing their focus. And man, it's crunch time. That's why I 
that's when it's the, the most fun. That's when, when it matters. Right. So. So you're doing the race in Jacksonville. So if everything goes according to plan, like what's going to be your next race after that? Oh, the following weekend is the start of the the Dino Indiana Trail Series. Uh, there's like six races throughout the summer. Oh, wow. Spring, summer, fall um, throughout Indiana. So then I'll do that the following week. Um but then the next, I mean, I think that Savage in Georgia is coming up. The Highlander night race is in March. Right? How does that night race work? I, I, I remember hearing about it's it. It's my favorite. It's uh, literally my favorite race of the year, two years in a row now. So it's a night race, but is it is it a 5K distance? Yeah, it's a little bit over. I think, I mean, it's, yeah, they say 5K, so you're running around three. There's the, all the obstacles. I mean, it's dark, but you're wearing a headlamp. Some of the course where you really should see that it's, it's lit up with lighting. I mean, they get, they bring in some light, but it's it's in the middle of nowhere, like most awesome races are. And, and don't they have like another thing called like the dark ages where you just keep doing multiple laps or something like that yeah, for King an Arthur ultra distance? Challenge. <clears throat> yeah, it's a King Arthur challenge. Yeah. They just go the whole time. That sounds crazy. Yeah, so they start in the daytime and end at night, end in the dark. Oh, that's cool. that's a cool race because the Elite, we go last. It's one of those races where, you know, everybody, you get to kind of opposite of normally where you go and everybody's out in the course when you're done finishing up, getting cleaned up, whatever. But uh, at the night race, you know, all the open waves go first and you're kind of a part of that whole experience of people going and starting off and, some stay around and wait for the final racing. It's just a cool atmosphere. That's cool. Yeah. Obviously with fire. <laughs> you know, and some people are upset because, like, last year they were putting, like, the older and the younger age groups to go out first, and some of the older age groups were going last. You know, I like that because on a sprint, if it's a fast, like, flat sprint, I can pretty much, like I did in Asheville, I watched y'all finish, and then I was able to go jump into my race and finish my race. And I think that's kind of cool. I would love to be able to watch all the elites race and still be able to go and run age group too, but, you know. Yeah. So that's cool that they do the, the last, the elite wave last, so that way spectators can get their race out of the way, and then they can watch the competition go on too. That's pretty neat. Yep, and it's the darkest. And I'm sure. Very late at night. I hate running with a headlamp on, but it's a necessary evil. <laughs> yeah, the first race that was the first experience with a headlamp. I had to, they sold them at the race. I got, I knew they were selling them at the race. So I got mine there, and that's, I learned to run with a headlamp on. Yes. What <laughs> my experience with a headlamp is, is we usually have to start with it on some of the ultras that we do. So, What's bad is, is you'll run with the headlamp on for 30 minutes because it's dark for like 30 or 45 minutes. And then you're just carrying it around for another 15 miles before you get to your drop bin and you can toss it in there before you can go out on the second lap. <laughs> it just yeah. turns into a nuisance. For sure. There was one time, I forget which race it was, but I tucked it. Cause I was wearing a compression shirt and I just pulled the headlamp down around my neck and I just tucked it into my compression shirt 
and it was around my neck, so it just held it, you know, where it wasn't bouncing. And I went through the drop bin area and, you know, ate some food, drank some more caffeine, and ran out of there. And as soon as I oh, run God. out of the drop bin area, I was like, shit, I forgot to take this headlamp off. <laughs> so I carried the headlamp for the whole race and only used it for 30 minutes. So. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, kind of useless. Yeah. Unless it's dark. Well, shoot, Robbie, man, we're getting on an hour here, but, man, I would not be doing myself or anyone any justice if you didn't tell us about this five-pound burrito that you ate in five minutes and 14 seconds. Oh, man. Hacienda, <laughs> yeah, the big one. That's definitely been a challenge for me because in April, every April, Hacienda puts on a, a big one challenge. So a five-pound burrito. You just got to eat it, and you get your picture and a, and a T-shirt. That's cool. So, And it's in April. So, oh, know. so they only do it one time a year. It's not like yeah, something they do all the time. Just one month. No, just one month in April, so. But yeah, that year I did that. I got three in one in, in that month. That's my record for the most in one year. Oh, wow, man! I so just keep it, I keep that one nowadays. <laughs> so and I don't go for time. We don't need to do that. So I've eaten. I've eaten a lot of challenge meals like that, but I'm not. I can eat a lot of food, but I can't eat it fast. So. Yeah. That you well, ate five pounds in five minutes. That's just yeah. I can eat super fast. That's it's, amazing, dude. I sometimes get in trouble, but <laughs> it pays off. I guess it pays off sometimes. Like that's <laughs> insane. You know, I've yeah. done like a bunch of like um, three pound hamburgers with like a pound of fries behind it. We had a local pl- uh, restaurant here that did it, but you had like I think you had like a thirty minute time to do it or an hour time i can't remember i did it a bunch of times it was just and then like they started adding more fries to it when they saw me coming because i did it like nine or ten times i can't remember and it's like you said they took they just gave you a free t-shirt you know but oh yeah it was just i mean it was what was so good about it is it was just a really good burger you know (laughs) i mean of course i wouldn't have ate all those extra fries but i mean Mm -hmm. it was just I got a big appetite, and it just filled me up, you know. There was one time I ate all of it and got a piece of cake behind it, you know. I mean, it was, it's like I can eat a lot. I just can't. I'm not a fast eater, so just you eating five pounds in five minutes, that's like, yeah. that's separating the men from the boys on competitive eating right there, man. Thank you. Well, I only did it once, so, I mean, I, I've never really pushed myself in that area right. of life, so. <clears throat> and if you see a food eating competition send me the link maybe we can see what happens man so love food man there's a mcworkout that i got mcdonald's workout i mean i don't train like most people i love i love my my mountain dew right you know so i I eat what i want and i just just run a lot but yeah my mcworkout i haven't had mcdonald's in a long time so i guess i i gotta admit that i did stop but those were some of the most brutal workouts because if you can train to run with like a double cheeseburger, a large fry and a large Coke, <laughs> you know, and you don't have that in your stomach when you're racing. Yeah. What's easy? I mean, yeah. it's easy. you just feel better. Just run until so, you puke. 
Yeah, yeah, I got some stranger coaching philosophy, but... Man, hey, they had this challenge. It, the old Asheville venue, there was a local pizza place there, and it, it looked like it was run by a bunch of hippies, and I think it's closed now. <laughs> and I forget what the... It, it might have been called, because it wasn't in Asheville, it was in Black Mountain, and it was like Black Mountain Pizzeria or whatever. But they had a 42-inch pizza. Jeez. And it was... It, I mean, it was like a thin crust pizza, though. It wasn't that big. Yeah, it was four feet. And, like, two people, if two people could eat it in under an hour, you'd win $1,000. And they had only, like... That's on, why they went out of business, too many Spartans. Well, yeah, like, I think, and I called, because I went to the restaurant and just had their pizza just to try it to see if it was good pizza. Because you definitely don't want to try to eat that if it's not good pizza. <laughs> You know, and uh, I was talking to the guy, and they had two places at the time, and I don't even know if the other one, the other one was up north somewhere, and I don't even know if it's open anymore. But he said that it had only been done like twice. And they had a picture on their Facebook of the people that had done it before. But, I mean, but when you're there, and they have the pizza pan there, and it's like on its side up against the bar, and it like touches the bottom of the countertop on like a high top bar. It was a huge pan, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. That would have been right up your alley. Challenge. That would have yeah. been right up your alley, man. As fast as a eater as you are, man. Uh, I mean, that's why I think maybe that five minute and 14 seconds, that might've been the easiest five pound burrito that I yeah. had evolved them in my life. It's just, <clears throat> can't think but you know it was a different me i guess i know there's a mexican place in gatlinburg that has like either a three or it might be a three or a five pound burrito challenge that's in gatlinburg i can't remember it but i think it's got like a 30 minute time limit on it i think we go there every year on vacation but i've never done that because i just never wanted to eat a big burrito while I was on vacation because we always go hiking every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in trouble because in Daytona, our hotel, resort, whatever, my wife booked us. I'm just getting on the plane and going and racing, but I know for a fact there's a Bubba Gumps right beside us. So, Oh, y'all must be staying in the Wyndham then. Maybe, I mean... Wyndham or the Hilton one because be. that's like, I have a timeshare through Wyndham and we go to that one every year in uh, Daytona. It's a cool place. Well, there you go. That's where I'm gonna be. So yeah, that's a that's a cool little resort right there too. <clears throat> I mean, but yeah, there's like a Cold Stone. There's a Cold Stone Creamery that's right there, like right beside Bubba Gups, and because it's like a little outside type mall, but there's not a lot of stuff there. Okay. But that's a cool like ice cream place to go to if you like a lot of ice cream. <laughs> uh. Definitely three-year-old loves ice cream. If you like crab legs, there's a place down the road in Ormond Beach. It's like right down that main strip, and uh, it's called Charlie Horse. They got good food there. They and they do crab legs. I don't know how much it cost, but the last time I don't eat crab legs because I'm allergic to shellfish. But I just everybody always said they had the best crab legs. Yeah, now I'll stay away from the fish for. But yeah, man, there's a bunch of good restaurants around that area, though. There's another place called Ant Catfish. This is a little bit of a drive. It's a good place to eat, too. Oh. 
But yeah, man, that's a cool area. And there's a pier right down from there where there's like a Joe's Crab Shack on it, like from walking distance at the end of the boardwalk, too. Yeah. I've never. Simple people. I'm going to say we're going to be on the beach or in the pool or at Bubba Gumps. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, man. Well. All right, man. So before I let you go, I always ask people the same questions when they come on here, man. And the first question is, is like, to this day, any race that you've ever done, like, what has been your most favorite race and why? Like in my life? Yes, in your life. It doesn't have to be OCR or nothing like that. Uh, man, I've there's so many things that pop in my head. But I, I think, honestly, my favorite was probably last year going up against Jordan in the night race at Highlander uh, and getting the win. That was huge. I remember almost every second of that race. Oh, wow. So that would uh, definitely be up there. It was probably my first middle school cross-country championship. I'd probably be second or right there with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet that was that was a big deal, too, then. That was awesome, yeah. That was, that was, that was cool. Yeah, that that story could go on for a while. We could talk for another hour. You know? <laughs> Maybe talk about my wins, or my races. No. That's cool. Didn't you win like a sword for Wind and Highlander Assault too? Yeah, that was the sword. That's my, awesome, man. Yeah, <clears throat> it's, that was a fun trophy. Gotta gotta enjoy those custom trophies. Yeah, man, those are cool for sure. I know the Barbarian Challenge in Alabama. They give out. They give out a sword, I think, for like the first place too. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, that that savage axe. Oh man! Yeah, I want one of those so bad. That's way out of my reach for sure. But you could probably get one. I'm gonna try my best. But yeah, I think that's an awesome, awesome trophy for sure. Yeah. You know, and they used yep. to put like real axes on there, but now I think they've started making the head out of wood too. Because yeah, I think some people were, people were having trouble flying with them. I don't know if that's the yeah. reason why. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Robbie. So, out of all the races that you've done, what's the the race that you liked the least, and why? Hmm. I always say I used to say hated the most, but most people's like, well, I don't hate anything, so I just say least like. Well, there was a race in high school, a cross-country race, that I remember very well that um, I just had some cramps going on in my stomach, and I was coming off like a back injury from basketball, so I wasn't in the best of shape. Even though I never really trained, I just, you know, just didn't have any type of base or anything. Probably should have ate that double cheeseburger meal that day. (laughs) That race was was rough, um, but yeah, I was probably 15 years old, and it was a 5K cross country race. Oh, and there's a monster little hill on there, I guess monster, and I call it little now because I've raced obstacle course races. I never, I'm from Indiana, I never really saw hills like I've seen lately, going yes. to different places, but. Spartan's yeah, good this at place finding had hills. Little, little ski hill, a little sled hill that they had, and I—I I mean, man, that was that was a really rough race. Mm. But yeah, good things came of it because I failed, right? <laughs> mm. Oh man, that's right, man. You 
<clears throat> you live, you learn, man, for sure. Yep. So, all right, Robbie. So, what is like when you go into a race weekend? Like, what are you doing? Like Friday night before the race? Do you have like a go-to meal? Like, what do you do the morning before the race? Like, do you do anything after the race on Saturday to prepare for the race Sunday morning? Like, what's your race routine? Tell us your secrets, man. You want my secrets? The secrets, Robbie. We want all the secrets. If you're not drinking Mountain Dew Livewire, then you're probably probably missing out on something. I'm not sure what, but... You're not doing it right. (laughs) You're not doing it right. No, I mean, I love the pastas the night before. It's always been what people have always said to do, so it's always been what I've done, and I trust that. I know I'll feel I've never really felt bad uh, during a race because of anything I've ate pasta-wise or stuff like that, so like, I trust that. But, I mean, I'm, I wake up early every day, even days I could sleep in. I don't know why I just wake up early. Right. I got energy. So, I mean, race days, I'm up probably 3, 3.30 and just either going to go outside and run around for a mile or two or just jump on, you know, social media or YouTube and just watch some videos to get in the mood of whatever I need to get in the mood for. But I'm sure your wife loves that about you. Oh, yeah. She's definitely the best. She's one of the best sleepers in the world. She loves sleeping in. Uh-huh. So. She she wake up the five minutes before we gotta get in the car to get to the venue. <laughs> I'll be like, I've been up for a while, but it works. You got a go to breakfast you eat before a race? Uh, I usually just go with a granola bar, right? Uh, Cliff, or I mean, any type of granola bar with some chocolate on it. No double cheeseburger <laughs> meal from the night before. No. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had McDonald's. This year, so I mean, people that know me, I have a big dope, love double cheeseburgers, I love McDonald's, but I just, it just don't make me feel very good anymore, <laughs> so I'm not going to eat it, it's not going to make me feel good. You know, it's, it's funny, I want to say like the last time, you know, I was probably at Jacksonville. It seems like every time we would drive away from the Jacksonville venue to come back home, we would always be running out of gas or need to go to the bathroom about the time we'd be on this desolate section of I-75 and there's nothing around but like a pilot that's got a McDonald's in it. So we would eat (laughs) McDonald's there. Oh, yeah. But, uh... Yeah. So what do you, is there something, do you do anything special after the race to like kind of recover or just chill out before you do the race on Sunday? Um, I'm, I've always believed in the hot tub. I've had one of my, my family's uh, got like kind of a hot or a pool company. So we've always had pools and hot tubs. So I love just being able to get into some either a hot tub or I mean ice bath work, but if there's a hot tub. I'm getting in some warm water, do some stretches, but I mean, the work's been done. You just got to get as, as much rest and try to try to get ready for the next day and race again. But I mean, if the three-year-old wants ice cream, we got to go get ice cream. So, word up, man. That sounds cool, man. So Mountain Dew and McDonald's. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> I got switched to like you know more like tacos now with some ground beef, some five pound burritos. <laughs> yeah, nah, the, yeah, the burrito. <laughs> Well, hey, Robbie, I'm all out of questions, man. Is there anything you want to add? I mean, I'm just looking forward to the next time I get to get to see you. Um, Thank you, man. I've, I've had a blast. I, I've been looking forward to getting to talk to you, and, and I'm thankful, and you're the man. Hey, man, I appreciate it, dude, and I, um, thanks for listening, man. And it was cool hanging out with you in Nashville in uh, the non-Asheville Asheville race, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I know Corey. Corey always talks uh, talks a lot about you too. I love that guy. Yeah, Corey's a cool dude, man. I enjoyed hanging out with him. We hit a lot of races together uh, last year, man. It was cool. Me and him both got on the podium together in uh, Conyers, man. I was real happy nice. for him because he'd been trying yeah. to get get a podium for a couple races, man. It kept slipping yeah, through yeah. his fingers. And he's yeah, he's a hard worker too. He's wanted it, and he got up there. Man, dude's getting fast too, cause like at, at the beginning of the year, like we was running together, and like towards the end of the year, like he was in front of me for like most of the damn race, you know. So yeah, yeah. The very first in Indiana, my first Spartan race in nineteen, I looked over and I saw him. That's my first encounter with Corey. Man, Corey's a and, cool guy. Uh, uh, and we just had a quick conversation, and I I know he had to have been like, this guy is nuts, like what is this but hey he's talked to me and he's been my buddy ever since and yeah. every place we go and race uh if we stay at a house or a place uh, my daughter thinks it's Corey's house <laughs> that's, that's, that's just another one of Corey's places <laughs> <laughs> Corey's beach yeah you know, going to Corey's gonna go hang out yeah. there Corey's got houses everywhere man <laughs> you know we got to stay at Badlands together that's cool we, man we ran out of house together for that weekend so Robbie, yeah, man, although me and Corey, we, we did Palmerton and I want to say like on either the sprint or the super might've been the sprint. Like we went up that whole long, steep hill, you know, you're just in a power hike, just suffering yeah. to it. And it was me and my buddy Ducky and him. And we were like talking about the Conor McGregor fight the night before where he broke his leg, you know, and we were just... You know, racing together, but just enjoying a nice chat the whole way up the side of the mountain, man. We just had a That's good time. Him, man. He's so real. He's a cool yeah, man. human being. I've, en I've enjoyed the friendship that, you know, and he's he's on Discord all the time, too. So, he's a cool cat, for sure. Oh, so, yeah. uh, Robbie, uh, tell us where people can, like, find you on, like, Facebook and Instagram, man. Well, Facebook is Robbie Gingrich. And my Instagram is Dizzle14, D-I-Z-Z-Z-L-E-1-4. Is Dizzle, uh, is that like a nickname? Three Zs. Yeah, the Mustangs were called Dizzle for some reason growing up. Oh. So. It's like a high so school was, nickname or something. <laughs> yeah, high school car nickname turned into the Instagram handle. So if anybody sees Robbie... This weekend in Jacksonville, or sees him around the pool at the hotel, go up to him and say, "What up, Dizzle?" <laughs> yeah, might as well. If they say fourteen, I'm definitely turning around. <laughs> That's what I, I like. But, Probably uh, like, who said and, that? Yeah, but seriously, if anyone sees me in Jacksonville, come say hi. Yeah. I love it. I love the community. I love just being in those races. Yeah. So he'll be the one in red compression pants. <laughs> 
Yeah, the red tights are cleaned and packed and ready for the starting line. That's awesome. Well, hey, Robbie, man, y'all have a safe trip, man, and go out here and crush it this weekend, dude. Tell everybody I said uh, hey. Thank you so much. Hey, man, and, thanks uh, for being on. See you soon. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Robbie again for taking time to do this. Um, if you see him in Jacksonville this weekend, go up to him and say, what up, Dizzle? And uh, everybody, good luck this weekend. The weather looks like it's going to be really great. Uh, the map shows the course kind of looks like the same route it was in 2020. Garfield's doing the race. He always does a good race. I've never ran a Garfield race that wasn't fun and interesting. Um, the, um, for those of you that are interested in the 45-mile race we went and did, the Forgotten forgotten Florida 45-miler, they had a 100-mile race going on too the same weekend, which was crazy. Um, Run Bum put on the race. Um, Sean does a really good job with his races. Some people like them, some people don't. Uh, but their volunteers were excellent. The aid stations were great. They had great, like, first aid stuff. Um, they had, like, bacon quesadillas, bacon and cheese quesadillas. They had uh, guacamole quesadillas or avocado quesadillas, like peanut butter and jelly, like all the stuff, you know, you could want. They had, like, sweets. They had salty. It was great. Aid stations were great. You'd come to the aid stations, and they would fill up your bladders or your bottles for you. You didn't have to do anything. Like, they were totally there to help you and it was great um me my race it, it, it went good um this was the longest race i've ever done i've done a lot of 50ks and that's about it Two before this day my longest race was 32 miles uh like i said the race started in the dark and it was florida and if you've done the jacksonville race it was that same kind of terrain but more I would say more on the technical side. We did do a little bit of kind of service road running on this race, but a lot of it was twisty turns through just technical Florida trail running and a little swampy in sections, a lot of just mud puddles in general. And I felt good, you know, and I was, and I told myself, you know, I wasn't trying to crush it or get a PR. My goal was to finish. And I come out at a decent pace. Um, I don't think I was going really fast. Maybe 12, 12-ish, 13. I was, I was probably 13-minute mile pace, I think. And uh, I felt good. And I was just kind of just chugging along. And uh, Michael and Mary, they were we were all together. And I was just kind of holding my pace, doing my thing. And I kind of got off away from them, but not too far. And... Uh, about mile eight, I started feeling like a hot spot on the bottom of my foot, like a blister was coming up. And I'm like, really? Today? I mean, like the only time, other time that's ever happened was the second year I went to Killington, I got a blister on the bottom of my foot. And it was towards like the end of the race. You know, it was on the second half of the, of the race where, you know, it was, I was going to finish no matter what. You know, and all the ultras that I've done, I've always wore, besides the first one I did, well, I've, I, I, I've always run in either Innovates or the King MTs with Ultra. 
And for this race, you know, I figured since it was going to be longer, I'd wear something with just a little more cushion. And I was wearing the, um, oh, what are they called? The Lone Peaks that Ultra has, the Lone Peak 5. And so I don't know if that was it. Because I got it at mile eight, and my feet were wet. Yes, I was wearing in gingy socks like I always do. And I'm thinking, how many how many Spartan races have I ran where my feet got wet and I never had a problem with blisters? And here on the day where I try to run, you know, the longest distance I've ever ran, I get a blister. So anyway, I, I was wearing a Camelback hydration vest and i had two soft flasks in it and i had my phone and a little flip belt too and i had all some gels and some honey stinger waffles that was pretty much what i was running with and i had like a ziploc bag and I always have moleskin like in my little first aid bag that i always travel with and on the last second i was like you know what i'm gonna put this in that ziploc bag never know i might need it just in case of emergency and sure enough mile eight I pulled my shoes off and said, I'm going to get ahead of this and just make sure, you know, I'm stopping, you know, from getting worse. So I already had it cut. So all I had to do was just put it on. And I think the first, um, oh, there was an early water station, like around six or seven miles, but the second one was like at mile 13 or 14. And then you did like a, kind of like a mile out and back. And then you come back to that aid station. And I still had a good running pace and felt good. And probably like around mile 18 is like I was like, okay, I'm going to transition to kind of walking and jogging and walking and jogging. So I did that. And I got to an aid station at mile, oh, I think it was mile 20, 20, 20 or 21. And they had, and the blister was, it would mean it was starting to hurt again. And they had this huge, like, box of first aid kit, and they had some more moleskin. So I cut out a piece of moleskin big enough to cover up half of the bottom of my foot. So I put that on there, and I mean, it, 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 it still hurt, but I think it was helping it from getting worse. And it was one of those things where, as long as I ran or jogged and if I would put my foot down just straight down and not twist my foot or kind of turn on it, I was okay. And, uh, and then like my hamstring started to kind of tighten up a little bit and I got to where I was walking and running. And I mean, that was the rest of the race was kind of walking and jogging. And then I got to the next aid station which was where they there was a busy highway and they had volunteers with like vans and we would jump in the van and they'd just kind of shuttle us across the street. And uh, I stopped my watch when we would go across the street because I didn't want to count distance that I wasn't running. And uh, we had like a loop we had to do across that road and then we hit and there was an aid station over there. It was like another 10 miles over there. And then we come back and we had to run all the way back. And so we did that. And, and Michael and Mary caught up to me at that aid station before we got in that shuttle van. So I just, I stayed with them the rest of the time. And, uh, we, uh, we kind of just set it to where we were, we would walk for four minutes and then finish out the rest of the mile jogging. 
and we kind of just did that the rest of the time for the way back. And, uh, of course, we would dork around at the aid stations. The aid stations were good. I mean, they had like Alka-Seltzer, and I don't know how much bacon I ate, but we come to the one aid station, they said, eat all you want because we're about to close it down, and there was all this bacon, and I think I ate the rest of the bacon that they had. I don't know why. I was in a bacon mood, and the bacon was good. So, uh, yeah, we finished out that race, and, man, I was I was sore because, um, and I think I kind of caused this problem on myself because, my shoes were kind of loose because we'd been in the mountains hiking in the Smoky Mountains and I was wearing like two pairs of socks because it was real cold and there was snowing and stuff. And so I had my shoestrings loose from that and I just slipped them on. I mean, I didn't untie them and retie them before the race. So I figured that may have been what caused the blister because they were too loose. So after I put the moleskin on the second time, I was like, I'm going to tighten it up really tight. And so then I started getting that pain like on the top of my foot, like right in front of my shin. So, and I still kind of have a little bit of lingering pain, even though the race was a few weeks ago. So it's like if you had your foot flat on the ground and you raised your foot up like towards your knee, it's like you, I have like a little bit of pain on the top of my foot. And I think it's just because I had my, I was running with my shoe tied so tight because I was trying to you know, just help that blister even more. But anyway, we finished the race and, uh, like I said, it was like 40, I think I had like 41 miles and some change, or maybe it might've just been 40 miles and some change. But let me tell you, I was not sad that we were shorted five miles because I was ready for that race to be over. And I was telling Michael and Mary, I was like, if I feel good at mile 45, I'm going to run another five miles just to say I did my first 50 miler. Nope. I was done. 40 miles. I was done. That was good. But uh, it was an awesome race. And like I said, if, if you live close and get a chance to do uh, one of the Run Bum races, he does several of them. He's got a website, but they're on Ultra Run and Sign Up. But this was a cool race down there. If you like the Florida wilderness, I mean, it was like you were in a palm tree forest. The scenery was really good. And we saw a lot of birds. Um, we saw an eagle. But... It, it, it was far away saw a gator in one pond we ran by and uh it was just it was really neat race a lot of cool waterways uh we ran by and just some cool sections where you know if you 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 if you you would have to go inside a fence and close the fence behind you because there might have been some cows in the in the property you were running on and this was all part of oh i can't remember the name of the wild the park it was called, but we were on part of the, uh, the Florida trail too, which is, it's kind of like the Appalachian trail. There's a trail that, you know, goes from North to South in Florida. But when it gets to a certain point North, then it goes kind of East and West in both directions. But, uh, you know, it was a cool, it was a cool race. And like I said, we enjoyed it. The weather was perfect. It wasn't like the sun wasn't beaming on us all day. It was a fun race. I wish that I wouldn't have got a blister because it totally slowed me down. But, hey, man, that's just part of it. We had a good time. We totally destroyed some Mexican uh, food after that and uh, drove home the next day. But, uh, yeah, like I said, if you, if you get a chance to do a run bum race, um, 
he does good races. The volunteers are great. Uh, the aid stations are great. Uh, we did a, another race of his. It was really cool. We did the Sky to Summit race we did. It was a really cool race up in northeast Georgia, like almost as far northeast Georgia as you can go. And there was another one we did where it was just a 10K, but like the first three miles, you got like, you went like straight up for like the first three miles and then you bombed back down the next three miles. I forget what the name of that race was, but that was a cool race too. But anyway... Enough about my race. Um, but like I said, uh, thanks for y'all that uh, reached out and were asking me about the race, man. It's cool. It means a lot, you know. And like I was, I was telling Robbie uh, about this too. Uh, I've got a lot. I've made a lot of friends with this podcast, and uh, um, uh, and I was excited to talk to him. He was excited to talk to me. And uh, it's like I said. Um, I thank this podcast a lot for a lot of relationships that I have now and for a lot of the people that I've that I've met in this community. And uh, that, to me, is worth its weight in gold. And uh, I know it's not the best podcast, but I hope everybody enjoys it that listens to it. And uh, I hate I'm not going to see everyone in Jacksonville this weekend. I'll be doing the Conyers race um, coming up in it's less than a month away. I'll be in Charlotte. Um, I, I would like to go to Savage, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to Savage because I think it's like the weekend right after Conyers, so I'm probably not going to be able to make Georgia Savage. Um, I think there's a Tough mutter that's going to be here in Georgia in April. I'll be there. I'm going to New Jersey to do the Ultra there. Fayetteville for the Trifecta weekend. Uh, I'll doing the Ultra there and... Depending on how I feel, I'll do the super and sprint the next day. Uh, planning on Palmerton again this year. Uh, Asheville, West Virginia, of course. What else? I'm signed up for World's Toughest Mudder. I'm hoping they'll do another Atlanta race towards the end of the year in October. That'd be good. Hopefully you can get to Nashville and maybe Virginia. I'll just have to see which one of those races works into the schedule. Um, we did Nashville last year, and I really like that venue at Nashville. Me and Robbie were talking about that race. Um, Garfield did that race, and he did really good. That was a really fun race with, uh, you know, it, it wasn't like, there wasn't a lot to that venue, but he did really good with it. I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of that race. But that was a fun venue to me. Uh, um, I'll do. Uh, I, I'm doing world's toughest mutter, but I'm gonna try to do the ultra in Carolina again, and I'll be in Florida for the trifecta weekend at the end of the year too. And that's pretty much my season, unless anything else changes. But anyway, uh, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you at next race, y'all. Peace. Mm-hmm.